This episode is brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital. Your path to financial freedom and stability through multifamily syndications begins with Premier Ridge Capital. Visit our website at www.premierridgecapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and get your free ebook today. Learn the secrets of multifamily investing and how Premier Ridge Capital can be your partner in achieving financial peace of mind. Today, I have Aaron Fragnito as my guest. He is the co-founder of People's Capital Group, which holds 20 million plus in a portfolio. The People's Capital Group offers passive investment opportunities to qualified investors through a Class B and C apartment buildings in Northern New Jersey. He's also the host of the New Jersey Real Estate Network of nearly 4,000 members, and he hosts his own podcast, Passive Cashflow Podcast. Aaron is also a licensed New Jersey realtor and a full-time real estate investor. He began his career as a realtor before transitioning into the investment side in 2013. Aaron, it was my pleasure. First of all, I want to announce it here publicly, having you having me on your podcast and welcome to my podcast, brother. Thank you, Martin. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here and uh, always a pleasure talking with you. I really enjoyed having you on our show as well, the Passive Cashflow podcast there. But yeah, you know, I got started as a realtor in this business. Uh, my, my first business was a landscaping uh, business, which actually is a great way as a young man to get started. But when I graduated from college in 2009 as an entrepreneur major, I really had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I knew uh, I liked big buildings and uh, kind of wanted to learn more about owning real estate, perhaps. But I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which, of course, uh, turned me on to uh, how wealth works, how money works, uh, how to become wealthy, why the rich keep getting richer and the rest of us keep getting second or third jobs. And uh you know, after paying for a four-year college degree, I uh, learned probably more through a $10 book, uh, at least <laughs> as, maybe didn't learn more, but it impacted my life more, perhaps the direction of where I'm going. But that's not fair. A college degree is important. But at the end of the day, man, oh man, did that book change my direction. So I moved out to Colorado, Steamboat Springs for six months. I taught kids how to ski. I read a bunch more books about real estate investing and how easy it is to David Lendall and Trump University. And before you knew it, I was calling realtors on LoopNet, telling them I wanted to buy real estate. Uh, But got my license, learned the ropes, and uh, teamed up with Seth Martinez uh, around uh, 2012 or so. Uh, Bought a six-family, renovated it, refinanced it. We we found the deal from putting uh, We Buy Houses signs on telephone poles, which uh, doesn't quite work as well as it used to. But that might come back around. We'll see. And, uh, you know, built up from there, Bought, buy, renovate, refinance. We developed a management company in 2015. We fixed and flipped over 50 properties, wholesaled over 100 or so. We've done about 300 transactions together, Seth and I. So, a, lot, a lot of experience, yeah. brother, a lot of experience. Yeah. It's 2023 now. You was mentioning to me you was doing a capital raise last night. And I suppose you have an offering that you're either you're you have something on the contract or something you're working on and you had 65 registrants you had a you had to know 16 people or 20 people there what are your sentiments on the market what's the sentiments of your investors and the people you were talking to out there sure sure so yeah i talked to investors all day long all different types you know people looking to put millions of dollars to work people looking to self-direct maybe thirty thousand dollars from their ira and the general sentiment is pretty negative pretty scared people are saying you know well listen rates are going up they're expected to go up a little more um, and that's also, you know, expected to tap the real estate values down. So 
Obviously, if you're buying real estate right now, just sit back, put your feet up and prices will come down and you'll be the smartest guy in the room and snag properties for pennies in the dollar like later this year. And I get that scenario. I, I understand, you know, that higher interest rate mean lower property prices. But when you really start digging into the data and I'm a data guy as well, it's pretty interesting. You know, first of all, markets are very local. So saying something like, oh, the market's going to drop is a stupid thing to say because a market in you know, eastern part of New Jersey, where you can commute into Manhattan in 20 minutes, is a very different market than, hell, an hour west of here, you know, Trenton, New Jersey, where it's yeah, just a very hello. undesirable market. You're going to get a lot more real estate for your dollars. So would I buy a whole lot in undesirable markets right now? No, probably not. Those are going to take some serious hits. You know, we're buying in high demand markets that tend to hold their value through recession. But the general uh, feeling now in the market, the general synopsis is that I'm finding people are very scared. Uh, the talking heads are saying, you know, rate, uh, pr- the market's going to collapse. Da, 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 da. But if you really dig into the data, well, here's what's going on in New Jersey. We have three months of inventory on the market. A healthy market is six months of inventory. Now, what that means, housing inventory means that if realtors stopped listing houses today and buyers kept buying houses at the rate they're buying houses at today, in three months, we'd run out of property on the market. There'd be zero listings on the market. So therefore, uh, experts say a healthy real estate market has about six months of inventory. In 2009, 2010, 2011, we saw like nine months of inventory. That was a buyer's market, right? Um, that's where everyone's saying, oh, we're going to see a buyer's market. Well, guess what? We're halfway to a healthy market, and we're still technically in a seller's market right now, at least in this part of New Jersey. You know, now listen, if you go to other markets, yeah, you're going to find different market appetite, different buyer appetite. But it's really interesting how, um, you know, and then the, the other side of the coin is also interest rates, right? How high are they going to go? Well, a lot of people are predicting the base Fed rate will go up to about 5%, 5.1%, which would put rates about 75 to 100 basis points higher than they are now. I'm getting quotes from uh, we're refinancing a package right now. You know, uh, I ain't scared. We're refinancing it right now. We're looking at doing a loan mod in a couple of years when rates come down. But for the time being, we ran in the numbers. It makes more sense for us to refinance this package of properties now, take that cash, invest in great opportunities in the coming months or so. And in a few years, when rates come back down, we'll do a loan modification. We'll pay a small fee and we'll get that rate back down to as low as we possibly can at that time. But it would be silly, to, I think, to leave that equity on the, on the table and not use some of that you know, safe, good equity to go buy uh, more real estate. So I am still doing that. We are still executing on that front. And, uh, you know, rates are expected to go a little bit higher. So that's going to put them maybe around, I'm at like a seven, seven and a half now. Maybe rates go up to eight and a half. That's kind of what people are projecting. You know, in the, uh, in the 80s, they went up to 19% people. So, you know, let's not just like panic and like never buy real estate right now. You know, I think right now, if you're if you have a little uh, cojones and, and you know what you're doing and you find the right deal, you got to pull the trigger in the ne- in this next year because real estate prices don't sl- slow down for that long, at least in the markets I'm investing in. And, um, you know, usually when you if you do even overpay for something slightly and property values do come down a little bit afterwards, just hold on to it. Keep renovating it. Keep renting it out. Keep cash flowing on it. And in time, those values come back as long as you maintain the property and it's in a decent market. 
I want to talk to you about financing. So you're refinancing. So am I. I want to get your perspective on that. From our perspective, we have a property with over $2 million of equity in it. And dude, we struggled because we finally, we got appraisal done. But holy crap, Aaron, it was it was not fun and it was not easy. And I, I'm scratching my head thinking, what in the world is going on? And I'm talking to bankers and they're saying, we're scared. Literally, they're telling me we're scared. The community banks are literally telling me, we don't know the uncertainty in the market, the feds, the this, the recession, and we want to protect ourselves. And they were punishing me for executing for being a great operator. So, hey, I bought, I negotiated a great deal. We executed quickly, right, on our business plan. We increased the value of the asset by $2.5 million in a year. And they're like, no, that's too fast. If we refi you at 75% or 70 you would have no skin in the game, and we don't want that. And I'm so, like, What? What about everything? <laughs> what are you talking about? How do you? How much long do you want me to own it? Ten years before I could get ref? Like, 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 yeah. like. What's your seasoning? What are you talking? About? I had three banks tell me that, man. Three banks, wow. and and for people that um, may be listening to our conversation and not 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 familiar, that just means I bought a property for a hundred thousand, and we fixed. Let's just say I'm giving you round numbers. We put a hundred thousand. We put ten thousand into it, so we have one hundred and ten, and now the property is worth. 300,000 or 250,000 and I want to get 70% cash out on the new value, right? On a performing asset. And the banks are not liking that because they're like, hey, we're going to give you money on top of the money you already put in. That's too, Mm -hmm. the birth strategy, basically. That's too much. We don't believe that you can do that. And we want to protect their ass. I just want to know, has that been your experience? What is your experience? Because right now I'm talking to my bridge lenders and this is what they're telling me. Um, So we are really, uh, we have some great relationships with uh, credit unions. Okay, so when the going gets tough, Go to a credit union. That's my saying. I should make a magnet like it says that. Uh, and uh, so, the, you know, we uh, work with a financial resources, federal credit union. They're a very good bank out of uh, New Jersey here. And they're very local. So if you're not really investing in New Jersey here, they're, they're not going to really want to. Actually, I think they have banks in other branches in other states. But anyway, go to your local credit union. Develop a relationship with them. If you're a mover and a shaker in the industry, heck, even if you're not really and just like own a couple properties and trying to get a few more, usually you can like sit down with the you know, one of the higher ups, if not the president of the bank. So we've met with the president of the bank multiple times and different uh, people that own and operate the bank there and a very good relationship with them. We have uh, millions of dollars of uh, uh, mortgages with them and uh, we've been very good to them. They've been very good to us. Uh, their closing costs are higher than I'd like. Uh, their interest rates aren't always the best, um, but they give us what we need to, to run our business and get it done. And uh, now I go and work with plenty of other banks when I have a more desirable asset, uh, such as this 21 unit in Bayonne, New Jersey, we're, we're closing on. We're working with a smaller savings bank to do that called New Haven Savings Bank. And uh, we like small local savings banks, small local banks as well. So you know, I never really go with the big banks. I've never taken on a you know debt from uh, you know some of these well, big lenders awesome. or whatever. Like yeah, Wells Fargo. Or something, you know, so no, you go um, you go to your local banks. You build relationships with those uh, decision makers within those banks, and I want to impress upon them just like I would impress upon to uh, a private investor looking to put capital with us, right? Put our best foot forward. Heck, we want to impress upon that with everyone we do business with, from our tenants to our contractors to our investors and our bankers. But yeah, the bottom line is that it's all relationship based. You know, it's, it's, 
think about it. It's, it's money, you know, and it's their job to make sure that money's <laughs> not lost and uh, that they're not giving it to the wrong people, the wrong operators, right? That's all they're a bank uh, president's doing, you know, it's not his money. He's facilitating money for all the shareholders. So, um, you know, that that's it. Local banks, um, credit unions, um, they continue to give us the terms we're seeking in, in this environment. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good to hear. But thank you for that tip. I personally am going to start making some relationships with some credit unions. I appreciate that because man, I'm, we're, we're struggling right now. Um, that's one of our our bottlenecks in, in our business here is lending, right? The lenders a takeout because we know how to find really good deals and yeah. we do a really good job at finding the deals. We do a really good job at executing on the business plan. We do a really good job at rents and management and all that. But on the takeout in this environment, you know, a year and a half ago, it was a piece of cake, man. It was a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. We would go in a bank and even our lenders, right? So the, I'm talking about even my own partners that I've had, you know, done many deals with. They're tightening up. And I'm like, hey, guys, man, right. I have a track record here with you guys. Yeah. You know, and, and, yeah. and it's like, I'm like, what's going on, man? Like, that was the point. You know, I was very big and I was very intentional, Aaron. I don't know if you if, if you did this or not. But in 20, 21, 18, like I was very intentional because I saw this coming, right? Mm-hmm. I knew because living through eight, nine, I knew that I needed to make sure I partnered with some really strong banks, lenders, and that I did a lot of business with them. And they saw how I did my business and I constantly executing so that when times got tough, they would have faith in me. Well, mm-hmm. Times got tough. They got scared and a lot of them freaking ran. And I'm like, you're treating me like you don't know me. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we've made, we've made, we've made millions together. What's going on here? Like I, I made you guys a lot of money. Like we've made a lot of money like over the years. What's going on? I just want to make a note on that. It's a tough business for in my friend, you know, it's a uh, kind of a lonely business being an entrepreneur sometimes. And that's one of the reasons I do enjoy having a partner. Cause it's like, we're in it together, you know, and uh, we help each other go through tough times as, as best we can. But, um, it, it, it is frustrating. And when you're asking people to invest capital in you, we, we have to understand what we're really asking people to do. You know, money is something we it is personal. Right. I mean, I have a child. My money allows me to feed my child. If the thought of my child going hungry or going cold at night is it makes me enraged. Right. I will fight. I will destroy walls. I will knock down things to save and protect my child. And my money allows me to do that. So it is personal. Money is personal. Mm -hmm. And it it is frustrating. But we have to understand what we're really asking people to do. We're asking them to say, hey, don't listen to CNBC or Fox News or whoever you watch. Listen to us and and, and look at reality, right? This is a good building. We know people need a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. We know in the long run it's going to be a good investment. There are going to be some challenges in the short term. Sure, every deal has a little hair on it. But you know, so it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And yes, those people should be continuing to invest in us. Yes, we have performed and we are, we deserve that investment. However, um, we are asking people not to buy a pair of jeans or go on vacation with their family. We are selling securities and passive investments. And we're asking them to take the, a lot of times, you know, capital that if they'd lose it, if we lose it, right, that's, they, they may have trouble, you know, paying their mortgage. Something, of course, we don't want to be borrowing capital from people like that. But we also want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. But of course, it's very personal. You know, in their mind, that there is an amount of risk that we want to understand. We want to understand that as well. And we always want to understand what we're really asking people to do. And um, whenever they say no or say, "Well, not right now," 
Um, then I always try to say, okay, you know, I, I, I try to take it personally at all. And I, you know, understand the reasoning for it, even if I don't, um, and just try to make sure we maintain that relationship. Because what I've seen is when, when people say no, they usually say no about three or four times. If you continue to be in front of them in the right ways, eventually they say yes. Usually when everyone else says yes, because that news article comes out that says the market's back. So I'm just planting all these seeds right now. And everyone that's saying, ah, I'm going to wait, Aaron, ah, I'll see what the headlines say tomorrow. You know, I know it's a good deal, but I know you've made me millions, but I'm just going to park it in the bank because my wife said this and I was at the bar and my buddy said this. And, and you're like thinking to yourself, bro, your freaking buddy said this. Are you, are you yeah. kidding? You know? <laughs> and right, I'm the guy know, that I'm made you the money on the last deal. What the, the hell are you talking about? I'm the guy doing hundreds of deals. Your buddy who's like an iron worker is telling you like, you know, how to invest in real. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm not going to get insulted. I'm not going to get emotional about it. I'm here for you when you're ready. Hopefully we have an opportunity for you, you know, and, and a lot of our capital comes that way out of the woodwork. People say, Hey, you know, I've been following for three years. I don't even know who they are, but they've been following me for three, four years and now they're ready to invest. So um, just a note on that. Yeah, it is frustrating with the position we're in often, but it is a personal decision. And heck, we're not selling a pair of jeans you know, at the end of the day. So. Two questions. First question is, what is your projection for 2023? So, you know, I'm going to go with what, what my presentation was the other uh, night. Uh, I think we're going to see rates tick up another 50 to 75 basis points, which will put interest rates on, on commercial debt around eight to eight and a half. And uh, with inflation d- data, if it continues to coming where it is, then around November, uh, the feds are expected to start bumping rates down. And I, as soon as like the indication of rates coming down comes out, the floodgates will open. And all those people who you're scratching your head saying, you know, my buddy at the bar told me real estate's not good in January. Well, you know, as soon as that headline comes out, they're going to be ready to invest that capital. Now, the problem is, so is everyone else. So you're going to be like, now, you know, the frenzy's going to begin again. So I think it's kind of like the clear before the storm in, in a sense of like, there are going to be good buy opportunities in that's eight to nine months. And we should be striking on real estate. And if I'm wrong and real estate drops further and further and further into 2024, which a lot of data does not suggest it will, then, um, then listen, it's going to eventually come back. We're going to keep collecting those rents. We buy in high demand markets. It's not like we're really completely overpaying anyway. Even if prices drop a small amount, we're still in a good spot because we try to snag deals for great prices with huge value adds. So that's my prediction. We're going to see a little more pain. And then there's going to be like a flash in the pan, return to a normal market again. And all those people that were like, ah, maybe, maybe not are going to be like, what do you have? What do you have? I need to invest now. You know, and all those, uh, uh, realtors or whatever, the deals that we thought we could have snagged, you know, in the middle of uh, the next few months or so, we're going to be like, hey, is that deal still around? They're going to be like, no, it's not because now CNBC said it's a good time to buy real estate. So my phone's blowing up, you know. Um, so I think it's going to be a good time to buy in the next six to eight months. And we should have our buyer's hat on. Got it. So that was my that's my next question. What is your strategy to attack the market based on your prediction of the market? Yeah, I mean, I always buy for value add, no matter what, whether the market's on fire or the market's dipped or expected to dip, we're buying with value add, right? And you always should buy for value add, meaning the rents are below market value. There's something you could do to the property to increase the net operating income, maybe even lower the expenses as well in different ways. Um, And we want to see at least 25% value add, meaning we can take the rent roll from where it is right now and increase it by a concrete 25%. Not putting pie in the sky, 
yeah, solid. Yeah. Not putting pie in the sky rents out there like, oh, maybe we can get this. Maybe we can get that. No, like conservative rents. So when you're buying with the growth of 25%, you can work in in the first few years. It really doesn't matter what the market does immediately because you're going to force that value up pretty aggressively in the first few years of ownership. Got it. So your project, your projection is, you and your team projection is, last Q4 of this year, CNBC might come out and say, hey, market's back, everything's going good, or the feds are going to come back fourth quarter this year saying, hey, we're going to start pivoting and, 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 and lowering rates. We are going to go into the fire round session. And in this session, what we do is we shoot you a series of questions, Aaron. You don't have to um, explain. You just one word, um, yes or no, and it's just fun. Ready? Okay. Game? Got it. Ready. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Real estate is? Uh, uh, oh, ah, that's my answer. Okay. My People answer. coming to New Jersey should try. Uh, oh boy uh try the uh try the 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 hoagies yeah got it got it money is just an idea i've always wanted to travel to thailand i've always wanted to buy a rv if i didn't land in real estate i would have ventured in motocross capitalism is awesome education or experience experience logic or emotion <laughs> logic wine or beer uh, beer success or happiness happiness physical work or mental work uh i mean i, uh, I miss physical work sometimes <laughs> <laughs> okay angry client or angry coworker angry coworker growth or security uh growth Words or actions? Actions. Last one. Ready? Got it. Ready. Trump or Biden? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going for Trump. I'm a real estate investor. There I you go, free man. Markets, baby. Free Thank market. you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for playing for loud. I really appreciate you taking the time from your busy schedule and being here. If uh, listeners wanted to check you guys out, maybe deploy some capital with you, connect with you, listen to your podcast, just follow you on an IG newsletter, whatever. How can they connect with you, brother? Sure. So the best way to connect with us is going to our website, peoplescapitalgroup.com. We have our weekly webinars up there, our weekly podcast. We also have networking events every single month in Somerset, New Jersey on the second Tuesday of the month. But that information is all at peoplescapitalgroup.com. We have an ebook as well, a number of ebooks. So check out our content. We don't sell books or CDs or education. We just help people invest in real estate. And all of our content's up there at peoplescapitalgroup.com. My friend, I'm going to go check out your meetups in one of these one of these months. I will talk off air so I could go visit yeah. you guys when you guys have the next meeting. All right, brother. Thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you. My friend, and for the listeners, make sure you go and you check out Aaron, and we'll catch you in the next episode, guys. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of Wealthy AF, brought to you by Premier Ridge Capital, where multifamily real estate syndications meet premier success. Your future starts here. Visit us at premierridgecapital.com for more details.